Okay, so we're talking about play. We've got a few things to talk about lined up here. First off, we'll mention a couple things. So I, I do uh, lessons online and um, also have this member area here too. So mm -hmm. definitely check that out. And then um, you do uh, cables. And I make cables and fix electronics and guitars and basses and yeah, all, all kinds of fun stuff. Nice. Yeah. So um, leave a comment uh, down below if you're interested in getting in touch with uh, John or me and we'll point yeah. you in the right direction. Absolutely, let us know what you need. Yeah. So you um, brought in a preamp mm -hmm. that, that you built yourself, well, is that right? Well, kind of half built, half assembled. Okay. In this case. Yeah. Because I did not build the circuits. Right. Um, I just put them together the way I wanted them to work. Nice, <laughs> so. nice. And one of the things we thought we'd talk about a little bit is uh, the Piazzo pickup system. Right, right. And uh, so I've got a base that has the blended magnetic mm -hmm. option. You can, you can go 100% either way. Right. And uh, you do as well, right? Yeah. That's how this instrument works. That, yeah, this is, I've got it set up with two channels out. Okay. Because um, there are no controls on the front, like on, on your NS, mm -hmm. it's all built in. Yeah. And that really has that piezo thing worked out. Yeah. Um, it sounds so good on there. Yeah. I like this one. This one's a bit more organic. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. So I built this silly little box here, you can see, um, that has a null blender in here, magnetic and piezo this end and then a uh, Delano Sonar 2 two-band preamp okay. in here. 3D printed the box. Nice. You know, that's it. Um, but because I wanted something that would work with this, work with my upright. Okay. So that's if you, you know, that's magnetic. This is full piezo. It's low. This, mm -hmm. this is actually an aged pickup. And I found okay. that the plastic around piezo film okay. over time, and I mean, this is from 1982. Yeah. Um, it, as the plastic ages, it shrinks. And it basically applies this sort of constant tension to the piezo film and deadens it. Okay. That's why uh, off camera, I was telling Jim, I need, I'm gonna make a new bridge. And a okay. diff different style, same piezo thing. Yeah. get a better output. But when I combine the two on this, you know, that's, that's full magnetic. And that's half and a half. Okay. It just puts a little body yeah. around it. Yeah, so with the piezo, is that the advantage? More, more body, more well, depth, it's more in acoustic? Theory, yeah, more acoustic. The idea is to have a non-magnetic, you know, it's not a coil wound around magnets. Right. That's always going to have a certain voice, no matter who winds them. Right. I use Delano's a lot. Very, very neutral for this, like this pickup, but it still has a voice. Yeah. So the idea is to capture as much of the instrument's voice. Yeah. With, you know, without editing it. It's gonna edit. It's electronics. It's electronics, it's, yeah. That's what it does. Yeah. Um, there's different ways to go about it. I'm going to do a different way other than the film, the sandwiched film thing. Yeah. Uh, that Mr. Leduc did here. Okay. Um, yeah. So there's a different episode 
I'll bring this back when I've got the new bridge cut for it. Great, great. So acoustic instruments, that's where I've come across them a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I've got a couple of the Godin uh, guitars. I've done a few videos on the uh, channel with those, done some mm -hmm. recordings. Um, so you get a you get a nice you know kind of acoustic sound yeah, to kind it. Kind of a woody sound. That's, yeah, yeah, a bit more organic. Yep. Yeah. And that's one of the issues with um, with guitar, really, and bass, uh, mm -hmm. is that there was a period of time when we didn't have them hooked up to electronics. Mm -hmm. um, we just didn't have that available. Right. And there are all these different efforts to get the guitar louder mm -hmm. or to get the bass louder. <clears throat> yeah. And so <clears throat> the technology, you know, of the electric bass and the electric guitar um, really allows you to um, well, in the case of bass, just have a smaller instrument to carry for one thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you and I both play upright. Yeah. We love upright. We hate moving upright. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, up, upright players. It it forces you to reconsider your automobile choices. Oh yeah. You know, it's your life revolves around moving what is effectively a piece of furniture. Right. Um, this is way easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But, you know, again, the uprights, I think yours and mine both use Paizo pickups. Yeah. And there's all these different flavors. Um, I use a full circle. I don't know who you're... I, you know, I don't remember what I what I yeah. placed on that, actually, yeah, so like long ago. A Fishman full circle or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. yeah. So there's different ways to go about it. Um, but, yeah, it's all to do the same thing, which is capture the sound of the instrument. Yep. Yep. Um, because really, I mean, an acoustic instrument has a certain richness just in a room. Right. Um, but when you want to go on stage and deliver a performance, it's just it's just too quiet acoustically. It, so, yeah, that's so why you, you need to in, in, scale that sound somehow. You got to get bigger, and that, well, that's why on the, I think we've talked about this in the past early ja earlier jazz recordings, mm -hmm. even into the '70s, even now, and this is, irritates me my soapbox here um because the bass was so quiet for a bass solo the whole band basically dropped out yeah and it's so annoying but it was so the for the bass to be heard so the bass yeah. ended up basically doing this whole solo thing literally solo you might have the drummer doing a little tick 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 and the yeah. guitar player maybe hitting the occasional chord yeah um now we don't have to do that Yep. You know, Neil Sandinghorst Pedersen was famous for being like, you know, we're behind you on the tune, we're, we're holding you up, everything's moving, it's grooving. We get to the bass solo and everybody just stops and it goes tick, tick, tick. He's like, what did we do to you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, you know, Paizo is very useful. I don't, there is something real quick to talk about that we see a lot of acoustic musicians on tour using, it's called a tone dexter. Okay. Um, so you have your pickup on your instrument, but you go into a studio and you can set up your, have your pickup and microphones and you record the instrument into this box. Okay. And it records, it, it processes the sound of your instrument. Okay. Not the notes, just how it sounds in the studio. Got it. So then when you plug into it live, you get that sound. That's interesting. I, I didn't know about that. So it's almost like an impulse response, it, but for acoustic, but for acoustic so rather than a, a cabinet. 
Right. Yeah, okay. that's exactly what I've seen. Like um, Mark O'Connor and I think Jerry Douglas and mm -hmm. all these. Um, you go see like bluegrass acts. Sometimes you'll see just a whole rack of these things on shelves. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you're not fighting it. Yeah. Yeah, because um, even on um, electric guitar, it, or not electric guitar, but acoustic guitar, you might put an electric mag magnetic mm -hmm. pickup in there just, just to deliver um, some sound. I've seen some acoustic bands which actually I really like this, um, have a, a large, um, maybe a large diaphragm condenser mm -hmm. or something just sitting right there. And then they, they walk up to it and away from it as they're soloing and they're mm -hmm. basically mixing themselves live. Yeah. yeah, you see that again a lot with bluegrass. Yeah. Um, where there might only be two or three mics on stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and these guys, yeah, they're moving in and out. And great mic control. Yeah. It's really amazing. It's like watching a great singer use a mic. They really understand. Yeah. You know, it's as I get closer, this sound is going to happen. Yeah. Um, I thought that was very cool when, it I, is. when I saw that. It's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, big, big diaphragm condensers are the way to go. Yeah. If you can't, or a pair of small diaphragm condensers, you know, like the Earthworks or something. Yeah. You'll see them, you know, aiming one here and one here. Yeah. On a guitar. Bouncing and, that sound out. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Okay, so we got um, a few questions that I'd like to to get to, mm -hmm. and um, before we get to those, um, yeah, let's just mention that uh, we really encourage your um, your comments and uh, questions because it helps kind of fuel the direction of our talks and all that. Um, so yeah. let's see, we'll get get to... Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we got a few here. Yeah, please let us know what you're thinking about. And you, you know, if you hear us talk about something, you want to know more about it, or you think we're full of hot air, <laughs> entirely possible on my part. Um, Might as well. <laughs> let, us, let us know, you know, we're, we're happy to cover whatever you want to know about. Yeah, and we could learn something. Absolutely, every you know? time. Yeah, I mean, someone knows something, just stick it in there and like, okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, so, um, I have a question, uh, says, uh, what is your musical training? Uh, and thanks on the compliment for the video. Pretty cool. So I thought maybe we both talk a little bit about, about our, um, training and, and all that. Um, I was actually just talking to a student, student about this. Um, my perspective, um, is that every, every individual is really kind of kind of needs to be their own teacher mm -hmm. in a sense um at least that's that's how i feel about it and then we have teachers of course you know that guide us mm -hmm. guide us in a in a direction and help prevent us from from going in directions that are not fruitful or that are just not not good so not, yeah so um so one thing that I really work at at teaching is is getting everybody at a like a technical level mm -hmm. that makes their um, playing sound clean, yeah, delivers good tone, um, and um, good time feel, mm -hmm. rhythmic integrity, if you will, and and um, and all that. But I'll say I, I I probably feel that I learn the most from private teachers. Mm -hmm. yeah. Over over the over the years, but um, I I did go to college and I got the 
degrees. And you got the, the requisite um, pieces of paper. Yeah, right? I got the pieces <laughs> of paper. <laughs> um, but I always kind of felt like, you know, um, boy, I'm really interested in this one thing and I'm learning about kind of this other thing and I wish I was on my instrument, like mm -hmm. exploring some sort of pentaton weird pentatonic scale right. or something. <laughs> but I'm, I'm reading about Beethoven, but which is good, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, there, there is that sort of foundational knowledge mm -hmm. that helps, you know, yeah. in, in music history and all that. So you under, kind of understand that um, sometimes it can get to be a bit much, mm -hmm. um, and you, it's easy to look at that and go, "This does not apply," right? Especially when you're in your third year of music history and yeah. you want to scream. Mm -hmm. um, but at least some uh, you need a knowledge of, of how your instrument came to be yeah and how you came to have your instrument and yeah that comes from all these everything in front of you everything that came before you yeah you need to know why mozart wrote that way yeah and these trailblazers who really affect why you're learning what you're learning and yeah. how the music works as a phenomenon and and mm -hmm. how certain you know theoretical things of come to come to um to be you know yeah yeah to, tonal music I mean. yeah all that stuff yeah i had to i had a very 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 brief college career mm -hmm. really short um and the class first thing every morning every morning was bach and mozart mm -hmm. for an hour and a half yeah every morning <laughs> Seven thirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hated every second of it, but I loved the information. Yeah. You know, it, it was fascinating. Yeah. But yeah, I agree that I got, I had one private teacher mm. um, starting in elementary school all the way through high school. Started okay. With one guy who played at the National Symphony um, nice. and could play anything with strings. Mm -hmm. Killer guitarist, mandolinist pedal steel player, har yeah. harmonica player, uh, ridiculous musician. Yeah. Um, I learned so much from him and I made him nuts. Uh, Chip, I'm sorry. Because um, I hated to practice because I could just sight read everything. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but I learned how to be a musician. Yeah. You know, aside from all the style things and no choices and the sort of things that we went over, it was really about here's how you do this mm -hmm. you know what do you wear to a gig yeah what when you when should you get there um yeah. what should you have in your bag yeah um how do you behave yeah what's the etiquette mm -hmm. you know these these are the things that are the difference between working in a bar gig or playing at the kennedy center or yeah. every fisher hall or you know yeah. there there is there's things you need to know and if you don't know them yeah you'll be really uncomfortable so i thank him for that but, nice. uh, yeah. and I, I got lucky i had two great elementary school music teachers okay who i'm still friends with wow which is that's really nice. cool that's cool uh, um yeah they're just they're these two wonderful women who basically turned us loose uh -huh. and said make sound yeah I don't think that's what they meant to do, but that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so for um, so for a young player, or maybe just a beginning adult player, mm -hmm. um, 
some of the things I would recommend, um, private teacher yeah, and maybe ensembles, trying to do some ensemble work if you can. Yeah. Um, either, either through a, a school mm -hmm. or if you can get involved with some people who aspire to go out and may play yeah play somewhere yeah you will get better faster playing with other people yeah yeah and always play with somebody better than you yeah always yeah because um it's really getting your backside kicked yeah but you get better exponentially faster yeah 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 i mean um you know playing with with some people um you know i, I play with a, a drummer who um who was with uh, some of the, the um, well, he was with the Stan Kenton Orchestra. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just learning things on the bandstand from him, you know, afterwards, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes even kind of during, yeah. um, you know, I'd, I'd watch, I think I've talked about this on the channel a little bit, mm -hmm. I'd watch like his, um, um, his left foot mm -hmm. uh, on the hi-hat. And I would just kind of check that out visually in the corner of, of my eye um, on some of those gigs, and um, and getting a sense for how he was he was like always subdividing. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, so I'm like, okay, I know this this guy's got a great time feel. I you know, I I want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's he doing to, to to achieve that? Yeah. Why does this swing so easily? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, just got to like kind of, you know, take some of those things. And yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I was in my, boy, 30s, 20s, late 20s, early 30s. Um, I was playing in a big band around D.C. And one of the drummers we had for a while had retired from the Army Blues. Mm -hmm. Before that, he had been the drummer for the Basie Band. Okay. One of the best things in my life ever. Mm -hmm. was spending a couple of years playing with this guy. Nice. Because I thought I knew how to swing. Mm -hmm. No, no. And this guy could just feed it to a band. It was gorgeous. Right. It awesome. was so much fun. Yeah. And if I didn't lock in, it was painfully obvious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you find people like that. Find that somebody who's got a ton of experience. Yeah. They're out there. They want to play. They want to help. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. These these guys want to do this stuff, yeah. And and if you come and ask reasonably intelligent questions, usually they'll stop and help you out and answer your question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, private teachers. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think I was just talking to you before this video about mm -hmm. um, a lesson I took. I took one lesson from a guitarist in New York uh, named. Uh, Joe Cohn, and um, that one lesson just impact. You know, he's like, "Do this, do this, do this," and I, <laughs> I just did those things, and um, it was just incredibly fruitful. So, um, but you know, aside from what what to learn and like what to work on, um, you know, a, a private teacher or an ensembles people who listen to you watch you mm -hmm. um, tell you that you're doing this great, that you're doing this not so great, you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. all, all that human interaction. You yeah, know. It, it's, it's vital. If you're sitting alone in a vacuum, 
Yeah. You're only going to get this good. Yeah. And um, you unless too- you're really strange, like Jacob Collier or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and YouTube is really great in some respects. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 I um I noticed this kind of phenomenon, if if I would teach a student um like a melodic part, I would say, okay, you gotta like do this, do mm-hmm. this, maybe like write out a tab or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then they come back, you know, we'd ha- we'd probably have to flush that out over over many weeks. Um, but then I started noticing when YouTube was hitting, um that people would come back like the next week and they would like be kind of nailing it, mm-hmm. you know, because <laughs> they went on YouTube <laughs> and they're like doing that, you know. Yeah. So it's like it's very strong in some respects. It, it is. It is kind of democratized learning, mm-hmm. music learning a bit. Yeah. It has also spread a lot of garbage. Yeah. So you have to be be thoughtful, <laughs> you know, think about what you're taking musically because it doesn't all apply to you. Yeah. You know, you need to find that that lane that really works yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, one thing that I'm trying to set out if I had a mission statement, you know, would be to like re- really try to relay good information. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I, I take time to research tunes and um, um, try to try to get good information out yeah, there. For, see, for this folks. is what you want in a teacher. Right. This. Um, Yeah, I I teach, but I make it up as I go along. Um, But yeah, this is this is this is the sort of thing you want in a teacher. Wherever you are on the planet, this is find somebody who's they're doing the work before they get to you. Yeah, yeah, that's a good teacher. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's um, kind of the story on musical training. and then we're always kind of training, like I, you know, um, I'm I'm trying to learn new stuff, mm-hmm. um, learn new stuff on gigs. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. Always. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. Working on technique, working on tone, working on harmonic stuff. Yeah. It's a list. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. And um, another thing is to is to to try to to learn. A lot of different skills simultaneously. It's it's not like okay, I'm gonna master sight reading in this year, and then I'm gonna master rhythmic time feel. <laughs> then I'm gonna check that off my list, and then I'm gonna yeah. They you know. they are not mutually exclusive. No, they are directly related. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like yeah, it's spend some time working addressing one specific thing, but then you've got to work on another little specific thing, and it's all gonna interconnect. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. If you you know work on sight reading notes and then working on sight reading just rhythms. Yeah. Yeah, those things work. Do one after the other. Yeah. In the same practice session. Yep. Yeah, get it get it to make sense in your head. Yeah, and one is probably going to only absorb so much of one particular thing in one given day. Yeah. So you could just be beating the. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I've actually argued with guys about this, but Jim knows I tell students, I only want you to practice 20 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. They get up and walk out of the house, go outside for at least five minutes. Yeah. It, it resets your ears and resets your head. Yeah. You know, and uh, I have adult students. I'm like, do me a favor, practice 20 minutes in the morning, maybe 20 minutes around lunchtime if you can, and then, you know, 20, 30 minutes in the evening. Yeah. Break it up. 
because that's about as far as our brain goes, you know, yeah. <laughs> before you start fading out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, is that the cat? Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's what my, my wife and I call it the squirrel syndrome. I'm like, squirrel. You know, it's just, <laughs> you, you just lose focus. Yeah. Nothing makes sense. Yep. Don't, don't beat yourself up. Just yeah. take, do that, find that chunk of time that works well for you. Cause you and I have both done the eight hours of practice in a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's great when you're young in a formal program where you're terrified of failing. So you have yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, looking back on it, it was not the brightest thing I ever did. Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I, I think this was the person who I've heard this from, but I think Itzhak Perlman said, you know, do not practice over 45 minutes. Yeah. Like that would be like a real upper ceiling. Like you're, probably not accomplishing yeah. anything past that. And then, you know, if, if, if you have a, a day job and all that, you know, definitely 20 minutes, definitely 20, 20, 30 so minutes. If you can do it at another time. If you have 60 minutes in the course of a day, three, 20 minutes. That's great. would be great. And remember practicing can also be sitting there having breakfast, looking over, you know, chord forms, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. maybe reading a bit about theory and that that's in the practice thing. This is, this is all part of it. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I, I would really like for folks to do is open up what you think of practice. Cause yeah. you see that music stand, you see the guitar and your mind says, I'm going to have to plug that in. Wow. That's going to be a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> I have to flip that amp switch. Yeah, yeah. I don't do, know. Do I have the energy and focus? If you say it out loud, it's, it seems ridiculous. But yeah. little tiny barriers, just say, well, you know, I'm going to, um, but like one thing I tell folks is you have to accept the sound. Your ear has to accept the sound of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And your fingers have to be able to do it without, without thinking. Yeah. You have to have muscle memory and your ear has to hear it. Right. And so, you know, sometimes if you're just, you're burned out. You had a tough day, you know. Then you're you're and you're for, yeah you're forcing your way through. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like you know, I play mostly fretless, and all of a sudden I'm yeah everything's a little flat, everything's yeah. a little sharp. It's really funny, and this just occurred to me. Sue and I were my wife's big Yankees fan, so we were watching a baseball game last night. Yeah. One of the announcers was talking about this batter. I said, the harder you try to hit, the uh -huh. slower you are. So, yeah. and I had heard that before in other things. Okay. You know, it's like if you're really tensed up and you're really trying to push through the ball, yeah. your bat speed is lower. Wow. Listen, I don't even do sports. Listen to me. Yeah. Um, but if you can relax and let all that practice you've done take over, yeah. you're going to nail it. Nice. That's what this needs to be. That's yeah. where you need to be here. So if you find yourself kind of like, oh, I got to <laughs> put it down and walk away. Yeah. You're just going to get angry and your guitar will end up as firewood. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But also, like you were talking about those little sort of micro barriers mm -hmm. to practicing. Yeah. Put your instrument out on a stand, ready to go. Yeah. Don't store it away in the case every time. You, you got to be able to pick it up and play it. Yeah. And yeah. nothing is too little. You know, yeah. picking it up and just, just be like, okay, I learned this chord the other day. I mean, I didn't, but I'm 
just saying you know, if that were the case you know it's like oh listen to the sound get the fingers on it yeah you know. yeah maybe move it around a little bit just but yeah five minutes of that yeah yeah i do that all the time it's like oh i'll get an idea for something i'm working on i'll just go over grab a bass yeah sit down and play it and go well that was rotten um <laughs> okay but this works yeah and i can put the instrument down and yeah and i'm good yeah so yes but as jim said what do you all think of, is practice you yeah know, what do you all do what's, yeah. your, what's your practice routine let us know Absolutely. Leave a comment. Yeah. Yeah. We'd, we'd love to hear from you all about how you practice and what you practice and what you're trying to get out of practice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's see what else we've got here um, in the store. Um, let's see. Oh, we should, should mention Jimmy Buffett, who's yeah. a musician, um, mm -hmm. wrote some really catchy and famous tunes. Yeah. Wrote, just passed away. He was only 76. Yeah. Yeah. He had to cancel some tour dates and did he? Okay. And just said that there was something sort of important he had, that had to be dealt with. Okay. And then it was announced that he was in hospice, and that was that. Yeah. Which is too bad. I told Jim that I met him once. He was a lovely guy, absolutely lovely guy. Um, very friendly. You know, took time for the fans. I mean, I was playing his place on down on the South Carolina coast and he came in and sat and he had some friends with him and he, he you know, people are coming up and saying, you know, can I have your autograph? This is pre cell phone or they'd have their cameras with them. Yeah. And he'd be like, yeah, well, look, let's get a picture like this. Can you hold the camera? I mean, yeah. you know, took the time That's and cool. um, whether or not you like the music, I, as I thought about this this morning. His music is responsible for paying the rent for an awful lot of musicians. Mm -hmm. that's, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, There's not a lot of guys who can say that, especially yep. if you work on, you know, on the east coast of the U.S. Mm -hmm. or in the Caribbean. Yep. You know all the Buffett tunes because you're gonna get a request. Yep. Yep. <laughs> People love to hear them, and they just want to be on vacation or mm -hmm. hanging out on the weekend, and they just want to escape. They want to hear Margaritaville. They want yeah. to hear, and yes, it's tedious sometimes. Mm -hmm. Gets people dancing. Yeah, they're happy. And um, yeah, he. I am. I'm quite sure he probably paid for six months of rent over time. Oh, yeah. just for me. Yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> and I, you know, I, it's funny we were talking about practice and all that um, because I've known some Jimmy Buffett fans, and I've heard that at his concerts or. And in interviews, he would talk about trying to get better. Yeah, you know, so um, that perspective I think that folks have of, of seeing someone on stage who has you know technically arrived, right, or is famous or, mm -hmm. or whatever, right, um, you know, trying to get better at their craft. Yeah, you know, well, it's it's not like an end end of the road. I you know, I've, yeah, I've made it. I'm I'm this far. Uh, if was it Charlie Parker? Somebody asked him if, you know, what happened? You know, you're so great. You know, what happens? You know, you've, you've kind of you've learned it all. You can play it all. And he goes, if I ever get to that point, I'm selling my horn. <laughs> you never get to the end. Yeah. This is an ongoing process because every time you play, you you know what you can do better the next time. And you know what, you know, is it tone? Is it timing? Is it feel? What yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so thank you, Jimmy Buffett, for yeah. all that you've done for uh, for musicians and yeah. uh, for music <laughs> fans. Um, 
So yeah, we um, also talking about rest, focus, and health. Well, that, that sort of ties in it does. to the practice, right? It, I think Not it's over practicing. It's all part of the same package, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and focused. Yeah, focused practice is uh, incredibly important. So, putting the phone away, um, putting mm -hmm. the you know maybe even YouTube um, away, and mm -hmm. just just working uh, specifically on something. And then just also your time away from the instrument. Are you are you going straight back to YouTube and looking for the next secret formula to learn guitar in an hour? Yeah, the, the big secret is there is no secret formula. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, yeah, give yourself some rest, you know, maybe, you know, Meditation is is mm -hmm. kind of a good tool. Um, Sit and read, or read, yeah. You know, grab, for a walk. Yeah, grab Wayne Shorter's biography or Herbie Hancock's autobiography. Those are two amazing books. Yeah, and there's a new movie out, right? Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. Have I know. You seen I, that? I need. No, I want to see that. That's on my list. Yeah. Um, Thelonious Monk's biography is fantastic. Really, kind of getting an understanding about him. Yeah. Uh, there's. I'm sure there's a book about John Bon Jovi. I'm sure there's all this. You know everybody, mm -hmm. um, but and it, you don't even have to read about music. But sitting and reading takes your brain away from everything else mm -hmm. and gives you that time to reset. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I know when I um, when I record, um, I would I would treat recording a little. When I first started recording, I would treat a little bit like a live gig. Like oh yeah, like I would just like do it, do it, do it. <laughs> but I, I found that, you know, um, it's actually really nice to do it and walk away. Yeah. Um, and then. And unless you're a trained studio engineer mm -hmm. with years of experience, never listen back immediately to what you recorded. Yeah. I find it very counterproductive. Yeah. Because yeah. all you're going to do is go, oh, that's miserable. Because <laughs> I'll record something and then listen the next morning. Yeah, that's a good After idea. I've had coffee and then I can go, okay, that was good. That was good. What was I thinking? That was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it is more productive. That that whole focus, yeah, doing that. Um, the other trick, and I think probably I'm sure I mentioned it before. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody did a study about practice time. Okay. Yeah. And they said, if you make a mistake, stop and fix it immediately. Yeah. Don't play to the end and then go back. Yeah. And some, yeah, somebody sat down and did the math, did a study, talked, looked at all these piano players. Yeah. The improvement was just unbelievably higher for mm. those that stopped and fixed it immediately. Nice. I mean, it was like an 80% wow. better. Very, very. Instead of trying to wait to the end. Yeah. And then going, because you will never fix it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's okay to, you know, if you're going, uh, no, that's not right. Stop right there. <laughs> Get it fixed, yeah. And just fix it right in then. Because you really have to kind of train the hand to do it. Yeah. Right. Um, you have to, the hand has to know immediately where exactly it's going. Right. And I think the speed, like, like people sometimes will want, you know, a certain level of, of speed. But I, I would say practice it slowly and be absolutely sure of the note and have your hand absolutely confident in where it's going 
and you'll have speed. You'll have, yeah, yeah, slower is harder. Yeah. Um, I know that with some students who have, who've had trouble with the whole speed thing, and mm -hmm. so what I'll do is I'll have them uh, play, you know, at a tempo that's comfortable for them. Yeah. I don't care what it is, it's just comfortable for them, and then we're gonna slow it down. Mm -hmm. And they go. And then we can. Yeah. Take it wherever you're comfortable and then just keep, you know, dropping the time by 25% or 50%. Yeah. It, it puts a neat relationship in your head for some reason, I think. That's what it feels like to me yeah. is that you get an understanding. It's like, oh, I'm aiming. I'm aiming for that, but. Yeah. Slow lets you perfect it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and maybe repeating the node in, in the mind's ear and mm -hmm. um, you know, going through the process. I will often, um, especially for classical, if I'm working on classical guitar or, um, or even intricate melodic lines in jazz, um, it's just phrase. Yep. I, I'm, I, do not, I do not go through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, phrase, <laughs> work out this phrase. Mm -hmm. Like, work out what phrasing you like, too. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, if I if I'm new to a tune, of course I might listen to the whole thing. I might just sight read and play through the whole thing. Or or if if I'm not reading it, I might just tra I, if I'm not reading, I'm just definitely transcribing phrases like yeah. I, I don't just transcribe the whole thing in one so i'm like i'm like i want this phrase and then i hear silence that that's enough to digest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know so yeah. I'll, I'll i'll transcribe that phrase and then that's just that's just that that's yeah. it yeah there's so there's a lot of ways to to get through practice but don't beat yourself up don't exhaust yourself mentally yeah. or physically yeah. and i think the the big thing is if it starts to hurt, stop. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, because we see this like in upright students where they're, you know, the reach is so big and they're just, uh, and to the point where their hand is cramping. Mm -hmm. That's bad. Yeah. I don't care what any teacher said in the 1800s. That <laughs> pain does not make you better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if, you know, if your hand starts to hurt in here, this is real common right in yeah. there um if strangely the left shoulder doesn't usually hurt if you're a right-handed player mm -hmm. it's the dominant hand's shoulder yeah will start to hurt and <laughs> what i that tells me that this is happening uh this is this is tensing up. up you're going you're not relaxed you're going or you, you know you start feeling it here mm -hmm. that means this is getting tense that means this is tense yeah so you feel those things, stop, yep. get up, stretch, yep. have a cup of coffee, glass of juice, yep. walk around, walk outside, reset. Yep, and make sure you're aware of those of those things. Yeah, you know, as you're yeah. practicing. Yeah, body awareness is important um, because yeah, it, this this is playing health. This yep. is, you know, if if it hurts, you can't play. Yeah, you know, so then you're you're annoyed you can't play and you're annoyed because it hurts yeah <laughs> don't do that to your friends and family stop <laughs> yeah. just take care of it right away yep yep absolutely so um let's see let's check out um one more comment before mm -hmm. we end up here um instrumental acoustic 
Guitar playing. Rock funk, please. Uh, so John suggested that I pick up an acoustic. Um, mm -hmm. So um, I'm not sure how this will record, but yeah, I'll pick up this uh, this guy here. Mm -hmm. um, so one, one thing I would recommend to, to do is to think of this as a, as a percussive instrument. Mm -hmm. um, and I am not really, this is not an avenue of guitar that I've really gone deeply into. So probably Google search or something on that, but um, start playing, let's say you've got like a little, little groove. You've know, got a little something going. See if you can, you know, maybe hit the guitar, you know, mm -hmm. one, two, three, you know, or maybe create a loop, a looping machine, yeah. I think would be really great for this. Yeah, too. I mean, there's great free looping software now. Mm -hmm. So if you have a little, if you have a setup for, I mean, for, it'll work with your phone. Yeah. You know, if you have like an iPhone or if you have an iPad, there's some great stuff. Yeah. Record yourself doing a little loop. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Um, so one thing like on, on guitar or bass guitar um, and funk, they do like more slapping and that kind of gets into thumping percussive sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I always think, you know, James Brown said, everybody's a drummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah nice, <laughs> he nice. made the, he reinforced it, even the horn players. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So if you listen to Vic Wooten, mm -hmm. you know, or, or some of these guys or Wojciech Pilchowski, this Polish okay. bass player. Yeah. Wow, we uh, <laughs> or uh, Henrik Linder, okay, who I'm just a huge fan of from Dirty Loops. That's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, uh, that shouldn't be allowed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it's funny for bass. There's the two things. There's the slapping thing, and then there's the more Motown style of funk. Okay, which is sort of the James Jamerson yeah school. Okay, where you're. <laughs> Yeah, you know, in, instead of trying to pop sound. Yeah, you do. It's a lot of grace yeah. notes and things. Yeah, raking over the strings. And yeah, stuff. so you can. Yeah, yeah, that just. Yeah, yep. and you could just feel little subdivisions and mm -hmm. yeah. and, and yeah. all that. As a bass player, when I'm playing funk, I'm thinking sixteenths. Mm -hmm. That's the clock in my head. Yeah, and it is never moving because. That's where I got to be. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So um, timing, you know, um, maybe, you know, hitting, hitting the, um, hitting the guitar, call that golpe in classical, mm -hmm. you know, where you kind of hit, hit the strings. Um, but there, there's a, I wish I could remember the name of this um, guitarist, but he's doing, he's doing acoustic guitar. He's, he's playing like, uh, Beethoven solo guitar, and he's hitting the guitar. Uh, Mike you know? Dawes. It might be. Yeah. Tall guy. Uh, yeah, skinny I think guy. He's pretty tall, skinny. Yeah, it's yeah, probably sounding like Mike Dawes. He just okay. does all has his guitar outfitted with little piezo pads. Yeah, so yeah, and there are those things too. Yeah, I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah so, so he, you can actually get drums that it's like a skin, right? That fits. Yeah, on. he's yeah, it, yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Um, watch and check out that's the one thing that's really cool about these days mm -hmm. video content whereas when i was a teenager it was like well it had cds but 
we stuck the CD in and we listened to a phrase and we tried to figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have no visual, like yeah. where they're playing that. Um, yeah. It was like, well, where does the part work best? Or what does that string kind of sound like it might be? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, there's. I've heard people make the argument that, well, that's better for you. Uh-huh. You know, you don't listen with your eyes. Right. No, but it helps me figure it out faster if I can look at it. Yeah, yeah, it does help a lot faster, I think. Yeah, yeah you get a better under, yeah, because it's, yeah, am I playing here or, you yeah. know, where, where, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it's like, you know, incredibly impossible in one area, and then you watch somebody and it's like, oh, that's why it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like I said, yeah, watching Mike Dawes is just, yeah, that's stupefying. It yeah. really is. Yeah, yeah. Because it is so good. Yeah, so yeah. I would get into playing the guitar like a percussive instrument, mm-hmm. if that's what you're doing, like and solo guitar. Um, I would I would recommend doing some, some classical training, even if you're yeah. not being a classical guitarist. Um, and in jazz, of course, because mm-hmm. you want to improvise. If if you have if you have a piece of music and it's sixteen bars, <laughs> better be able to improvise if you want that to last for five minutes. Yeah, you yeah, know? you you got a lot a lot of time to go through that. I mean, listen to the check out the flamenco players. Yeah, in, in, oh, yeah. incredibly percussive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll just all this this whole alternating kind of rolling yeah, fanning. the fan <laughs> strum. Yeah. Um, Incredibly, listen to Paco de Lucia and, and yeah. some of these guys, and yeah, they're a whole orchestra by themselves. Oh yeah, but when you look at what they're doing, you're right. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, you're looking behind the curtain. You go, oh, he's just doing that and that and that. Mm-hmm. But that and that and that together, yeah, is unbelievably cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So we want to mention again. Um, if we, and if we haven't already, I think we did, but um, mm-hmm. cables. Yep. Cables. Yeah, my, my little company, Instrument Audio, I make custom cables. I do custom wiring on instruments. So if you're one of those people that says, I want four pickups and 15 switches and two knobs, hit me up. Cool. You know, you can reach us through the channel here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I do. I, I like the strange projects. Yeah. You know, I, I'm happy to do a basic setup, but uh-huh. I love, it does get fun. Yeah. Mm. So people can mail you an instrument? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I actually have a Chapman stick player right now from, I think he's in, he's in Wisconsin, mm. who is sending me just the pickup blocks. Okay, see, so I was going to ask you if you do, like, pre-wire kind of yeah. setups and stuff. Yeah, I could. Um, yeah, but, yeah, like, for the Chapman stick, he's at two different bases, two different sticks, two different tunings and functions. Yeah. Uh, one's for a 10-string, one's for a 8-string stick bass. So he just sends me the, the pickup blocks and yeah. says, can you make it do this? Yeah. Okay. That's easier for shipping. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's 10 bucks to ship it instead of, you know, 75 Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you still have your instrument. Yeah. yeah. You're not worried about it getting damaged and all the rest of that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So anything like that? You have any questions about stuff like that? Also let us know. Toss in a couple minutes of tech stuff. At some point, somebody has a specific question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That'd yeah. be cool. I think, I think it'd be pretty neat to do. I've, I've been kind of brainstorming a little bit about content, and uh, um, it, it would be kind of cool to talk, talk more tech and and uh, 
and stuff like that. Well, so, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have to discuss that because I will happily geek out all day about right. the, <laughs> <laughs> <On> the tech. <laughs> I will go on and on and on because <laughs> um, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Mm -hmm. So thanks so much again. And mm -hmm. um, remember to like and subscribe and uh, comment as well. So yeah. uh, we'll see you all in the next one. See you all next time. Thank you.